0: Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson, and I am coming to you right at the final whistle. So I have no clue about if the Steelers are going to the playoffs or not, but I know they went to Baltimore and got a win. Nasty weather. A lot of backups out there for Baltimore. I'm not trying to rain Ah, rain on your parade. (laughs) Funny one. Um, But nasty weather, they found a way to do it. It wasn't always pretty. You knew it never would be. I mean, it could be crystal clear, sunny day in San Diego with uh, the Ravens and Steelers, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, But we got the job done. I thought they really controlled the game early on and a lot of nausea, a lot of running. Obviously, they really controlled the game. And clearly, the Ravens were doing everything to take Pickens out of the equation, and they did. You know, we'll talk about Pickens a little bit here. But then going into the half, I was concerned. I was real concerned. I'm like, man, they are screwing this up. I mean, my halftime note, and we'll get into the halftime stats, were controlled the game, and now they are in it up, you know, and thought, boy, this safety position could be a real problem. What the heck's going on with Pickens? Ravens punter is doing tremendous, and Harvin is, once again, pretty terrible. Uh, at this point, they lost a fumble on two of their last three drives. Again, this is halftime. And at that point, Rudolph's 14 for 16, but for 77 yards. Huntley, at this point, is 5 for 19 for 56. Only one, well, but a, what a touchdown and no interceptions. Harris had 11 carries for 48 and a touchdown, three catches for 18. Warren chipped in with six for 34, some good running, five, four catches for 16, zero targets for Pickens at this point. Clearly, McDonald, their defensive coordinator, was game planning around that. But the Ravens only had 1024 a time of possession. Steelers almost doubled, 1936. But because they hit a big play, Baltimore averaged more yards per play, 4-7 to 4-3. Ravens were only 2-5 of five on third down, but Steelers were only 3-8. of, eight, three of eight. Steelers were minus one in turnovers, two to one, but they had 10 first downs versus five for the Ravens. Again, they were controlling the game. Total yards, only 155 to 104. Three penalties by the Steelers for 20 yards, only one by the Ravens for six. So that was my thoughts at half, but when we get into, you know, our final game stats and then I'll have all kinds of stuff to talk about and more coming at you later, you know, early this week, too. To Rudolph's credit, the ball only hit the ground twice when he when he threw it. Eighteen to twenty. Now, a lot of that was short. There were a lot of throws behind the line of scrimmage. That's okay. I mean, one fifty-two, a touchdown. Maybe most importantly, no interceptions. But when they threw and it wasn't a lot, they usually got something out of it. You know, in a game like that, this this that's something to be said for that. Huntley. 15-28, 15 to 28. Ended up with about the same yardage, 146, and the same touchdown to interception ratio, but not real impressive doing it to be honest with you. Harris was once again unbelievably impressive, and his competitiveness has been a key to this last month for the season, or the season for the Steelers. 26 for 112, another five catches. I liked him getting involved with the passing game for 21. Warren also had five catches for slightly yet less yardage, 19. But nine for 33, his ball security was worrisome in this one. I, I mean, I'm a huge Warren fan, but if weather's an issue with him, that's something we need to pay attention to. In the end, though, 39 total Steeler rushing attempts. It's their style. I mean, when they run the ball a lot, they usually win, and that's a chicken or egg thing. But let's give Deontay some credit as well. Four catches for 89. And he had some. he was doing well early on before the big one, you know, obviously the touchdown. Yards for play, they held Baltimore to under four three nine. Take that all day long. Um, Steelers were at four seven in a game like this. It's, that's fine. I mean, I had no problem with that at all. Steelers out first down them sixteen to thirteen on third downs. They were six of fifteen, where the Ravens were only four of thirteen. And I have to double check it, but it seemed like a lot of third and longs for the Ravens, which again you'll take. Total plays 62 to 57 in the Steelers' favor. Total yards 289 to 224. Penalties, they were not calling penalties this game. (laughs) And that's one of my notes too. I'll get to it in the second half of the pod, but only four for 25 for the Steelers, but only three for 26 for the Ravens. Both teams ended up with two turnovers, but I will argue it could have been much worse in this turnover department for the Steelers. I mean, even on their first drive where they moved the ball well, there were three plays that were near turnovers, including one of Rudolph's incompletions that was a dropped interception. When it was all said and done, though, just under 35 minutes time of possession for the Steelers. That's time of possession is so reflective of this team. Uh, Ravens were at 25-06, which is a hard way to live in the rain and whatnot. Folks, with the NFL playoffs right here around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, BetOnline has you covered with all the up-to-second the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, super easy to use. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code, Believe B-L-E-A-V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Wins win, great. And hey, no one thought this thing was going to be pretty. And I, I don't even care about pretty anymore. They really did control this game early on. And then I thought they started to get tight. They started to worry. And that one team, especially right around halftime, had nothing, not a concern in the world. Clowney's out there getting his $750,000 bonus. They're having fun. Starters look like they come on and play when they feel like it. You know, I mean, like, we don't care one bit. We are out there. Loose as can be. And I thought the Steelers got tight. You know, got concerned. Start squeezing the golf club a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Rudolph. I said he did enough plus, played well. I mean, again, lack of mistakes was great. Not an easy place to play, conditions to play under. Still a very well-coached defense, and I thought there was a stretch there. I do want to harp on that. I, I couldn't be more impressed with McDonald, their defense coordinator. I bring him up every chance I get this week, including this game. I think he should be a head coach, strong head coach candidate in a week or so, <laughs> or as soon as they get eliminated, whatever that is. And I thought there was a stretch there that he really had a bead on the Steelers. And even with his backups, they were almost calling the plays in the huddle. But Steelers also had better players than them in this game, all in all. But I thought Rudolph did more than enough. Enough plus, I said. I'm cool with it. Um, I'll consider it. But I think no matter what, if the Steelers do get in the playoffs, he's going to start that game. You know, And that may- I get that, too. I don't have any problem with that. That's not a knock on picket. Once again, it was Najee's day. I mean, to me, he's the game ball guy. Uh, the running game is really strong now. I mean, their trap game is really impressive. And Chuck Noll would be proud. I mean, all the trapping that these, these linemen do, that doesn't happen overnight. Running trap plays is hard. It takes a lot of reps, a lot of timing. They can be disastrous. You're basically letting a defensive lineman free, and then you crack them from, from the side. Also slows down the pass rush. But Harris deserves a ton of credit again. I mean, he is a tone setter, a third straight thousand yard season to start his career. Congratulations on that. And he's seems to be getting better, to be honest with you. Got to talk about Watt's injury. Um, I almost hesitate to bring this up and maybe we'll even find out more by the time you guys listen to this. But some of the, quote, online doctors, and I know that sounds like, what the heck do they know? A lot of them that I follow on Twitter are very accurate in terms of just watching a play a million times on TV from their lazy boy, like we're watching, and can kind of diagnose football injuries. The ones I've seen so far, you know, I was scouring the internet late in the game, and I don't want to get you guys hopes up, or I don't know anything about that, but... It sounds like some of these experts don't think it's torn ACL season ender, more of a week to week situation. My obvious concern too is well, first of all, if you do get in the playoffs without Watt, best of luck. Not that they're going to probably run through the league anyway, but if it's a crucial care, you know, really bad injury, critical injury, would he even be ready for week one next year? I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't be ready for camp. But he gets the 19 sacks. I mean, him and his brother have gotten the 19 sacks. It's a very select company. I mean, they've done it multiple times in their career. It's the second time he's gotten 19 sacks. I really think he, Watt has a very strong defensive player of the year. Candidacy. Um, Garrett's not going to play this week. I'm sure they're resting everyone. Parsons will. It's not a super strong year. But I tend to think Garrett will get it just because he hasn't yet. But Watts case is as strong as anyone's. Middle of the field defense to me is still really terrible. The safeties are borderline NFL players. The linebackers aren't a heck of a lot better. Um, I go back to like that Bengals game. I mean, if it's Burrow and Chase against this group, I think they just pick them apart. Geno didn't do it quite as much, but you have to be very concerned about the safety situation if the the Steelers are going to be able to continue to play. I hate to say this. I know it's blasphemous, but Cam Hayward's become a non-factor. I mean, when's the last time he's made a play? I'm not saying he's getting pushed around out there. I mean, he's been fine versus a run. He is formidable in that regard. But when's the last time he's made a play? So many Steeler fumbles. I think there were six or seven. Only lost two. Could have gone much worse. Yes, I know it was raining, of course, and the weather was horrendous. But you fumble that much in a football game, pretty fortunate it didn't go worse. Pickens, (laughs) the end around for the first was obviously this goofy charity type of thing. But I will say he sure looked like he was in good spirits. He's laughing and joking on the sideline late in the game, despite getting zero targets. There were some times where he obviously had one-on-one, and I think you should have went that direction. Although at some points, they were also just eating the clock, and we know Tomlin's going to do that, and it ends up with a win, and it's winning football. But I think he's a bit of an enigma. I have no concerns about Pickens. I guess they showed that if you're going to do everything possible, take him away, which is an honor, honestly. If the defensive coordinators treat you that way, it just shows how special you are, especially one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. That they are able to beat them other, wa- other ways. I don't know if that would have been true if Roquan and Hamilton and all those guys are out there. Probably not, to be honest, because the Ravens are awesome. I mentioned this earlier, but the difference in punters to me in a big punt day was 180-degree difference. I mean, I'm still sort of shocked Harvin's a Steeler at this point, to be honest with you. Their punter was spectacular. Austin had a very nice return at a crucial point in the game. But other than that, I thought he was horrendous. You know, I thought he was indecisive catching punts. Catching And I know it's very hard conditions. Of course, we brought that up a 100 times. But there was a punt he caught where he just stat, you know, stood flat-footed for what seemed like three seconds. It was probably half a second. And didn't do anything with the ball. I thought he had a rough game. And I thought Harvin had a terrible game. And their punter was fantastic. The refs. So, if you know about the whole Lions-Cowboys- Allen is the the ref's name that got screwed that all up last week. Well, he was the ref for this, too. And on the pregame show, I was on with Tim Benz and we kind of suggested this guy probably does not want to be on the spotlight at all. And he ends up being on a standalone game where the whole nation's watching. I thought they might stick his crew like on Patriots jets or something like that where nobody's you know glued to. And as we mentioned, as Tim and I mentioned, the pregame show, we kind of thought he might just hide the whistles, <laughs> you know, just I don't want anybody looking at me. I mean, I don't need any more scrutiny. I screwed up last week. So be it. They didn't call anything, though. I mean, especially late in the game. I mean, when the when the Ravens were driving very late in the game, I mean, drag down type holds and they weren't even against what? I mean, so very lightly officiated game, to say the least. Future note, because you'll probably run into him again. The Steelers seem to run into him a lot. I thought this going into the game. I still think it to be true. I think Huntley's really bad. I really do. I mean, he's not athletic enough to be an athletic runner. He's not a good enough passer. I don't like his pocket presence. He holds the ball. So I think we all should be happy that he's the Ravens backup quarterback. Um, This was a win over a lot of backups pretty late in the game. I looked out at the... The Ravens O-line and Linderbaum wasn't out there, and it looked like four backups. And then on the final drive or two, they put some of those guys in. But you're seeing a lot of Treadwell and Kohler and Gordon touching the ball on offense. I mean, Aguilar was like their star, and he's their fourth receiver. So, of course, that matters, you know, I mean, just facts, in my opinion. A lot of backups on defense as well. But you did see a fair amount of Matabuke and Clowney and some of their stars, you know, more situationally, but they were out there. Queen, all those guys. So, something to be said for that as well. I do think the Ravens have a very good chance to win the Super Bowl. And hopefully, by the time you listen to this, or certainly by Monday, maybe we will have a game to preview. We will see. Um, I think there's a chance. I mean, again, I don't know the future, but – they just need one of two teams to lose, and I think I probably give them about a 50% chance of that happening. So we'll see. All right, everyone, take care. Over and out. Your Steelers are a 10-win team. How about that? They are 10-7 and to finish the season. Guess we'll take it, huh?